Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Next Generation. It's Christmas weekend, and I don't know about you guys, but I still have a ton to do, so we are going to jump right in to the news. Um, I do want to say we got a fire stove, or yeah, fire stove, a wood stove put in uh, this week, and holy moly, is it hot in here. Um, it's wonderful. We've been wanting one for a while. Highly recommend, but um, dang, is it hot in here. Um also, I hope you guys, if I forget to tell you, I hope you guys have a wonderful Christmas and a blessed Christmas. Um, it's the most wonderful time of the year. So I hope you enjoy it with your families and have just a wonderful, blessed weekend. Um, I have a lot of videos today and um, in today's podcast. Obviously, you guys won't be able to see the videos, um, but the audio is the important part. But maybe someday I'll be like a real podcaster and have video. But then that would also mean that I would have to be on video and I'm just I'm just not ready for that. Um, but okay, today we have uh, Dr. Paul Merrick says that our healthcare system is a huge hoax. And I agree. I got a bunch of New York news and the latest on all things going on with Trump. So let's jump right in. First, the Vigilant Fox did a great article with Paul Merrick. He exposes the biggest hoax in medicine outside of COVID. He states that the medical system will kill you. Uh, he's right. I've had my own personal experience with, with this, and I've witnessed over 19 years of working in healthcare. And what I've seen and just the corruption that goes on in healthcare would make your skin crawl. Um, so I'm going to read you some of his article. It says, um, it's impossible to talk about COVID without looking at our healthcare system. And our healthcare system is a hoax, declared Paul Merrick, or Dr. Paul Merrick, who is the second most published critical care physician in the world to a packed audience at the Florida COVID summit. He says, and so my advice to you is don't get sick, don't go to the hospital because they're going to kill you. Instead of seeking help from the hospital, Dr. Merrick recommended eating right, sleeping right, getting enough sunshine, lowering stress, and taking care of your lifestyle because, again, the medical system will kill you. So there's, um, this is under life expectancy. Dr. Merrick shared a graph comparing life expectancies between different countries and healthcare expenditure per capita. America ranked dead last on life expectancy, despite spending far more on healthcare than any other nation. We have a big problem, says Dr. Merrick, and what you may not know is that the life expectancy of Americans has gone down in the last three years, by three years. How did this happen? Well, according to the White House, it's global warming. It's the only explanation they have. Addicted to big pharma. The other thing which is terrifying, Dr. Merrick continued, the U.S. makes up 5% of the world's population, yet we consume 55% of prescription medications. This tells you how sick Americans are, that 55% of the world's consumption of medication is in this country. We are sick people. The biggest hoax. Dr. Merrick revealed that atorvastatin, a cholesterol medication, was the most commonly prescribed drug in the United States. I did a huge deep dive into cholesterol medications and I wrote it up. It's on my Facebook if anyone wants information about that. So I've done a deep dive on how bad cholesterol medication is. Um, but Dr. Merrick says, despite the common notion that cholesterol medication reduces heart disease, Merrick called it the great cholesterol myth. 
Why is cholesterol medication a myth, Merrick said. Lowering your cholesterol won't prevent heart disease. It's called a myth. It's a hoax. What do statins do? They increase your risk of diabetes. They increase your risk of Alzheimer's, um, Alzheimer's disease and dementia, yet they are the most commonly prescribed drugs in this country. Um, side note, I went down this rabbit hole because of the connection between statins and Alzheimer's. Um, Merrick presented a graph from the study by Takata et al. that showed that elderly patients with the highest cholesterol levels actually had the best survival rates because you need cholesterol to survive. Um, Next, Merrick showcases a staggering study from the British Medical Journal, often referred to as one of the most reputable journals in the world. The British Medical Journal concluded that there is a lack of an association or an inverse association between low-density lipoprotein cholesterol and mortality in the elderly meaning that cholesterol medication had either no impact or a negative impact on mortality rating among elderly patients. Merrick ended by saying this cholesterol medication is one of the biggest hoaxes in medicine. But you know, you can say the same thing about diabetes. The use of diabetes medicine is also a hoax. Alzheimer's medicine is another hoax. The big takeaway, Dr. Merrick was ostracized for his dissenting views about COVID-19 injections and ivermectin in August of 2023. He was informed by the American Board of Internal Medicine that his board certification was to be revoked for spreading false and inaccurate medical information. However, it seems that doctors who received the most backlash for their viewpoints on COVID also ended up being the most right, which is right. (laughs) We can learn from Merrick or what we can learn from Merrick is that you cannot outsource your health to the medical system because there's a good chance it's going to kill you. Instead, consider Merrick's suggestions by sleeping right, getting enough sunshine, lowering stress, and adopting a healthier lifestyle. So I totally agree with him, obviously. Um, but em- emergency care, broken bones, strokes, heart attacks, stuff that needs medical attention, obviously go to the ER. And you know, if you're having a heart attack going for a walk in the sunshine, it's probably not going to fix that. You know, emergency medicine is essential, but this constantly going to doctors for everything, it, they just send you in this cycle of, say you have a stomach ache, you go to your family doctor, they send you to GI, they order 8 million tests, they put you on prescription medication that causes a bunch of other issues. And then you get into this cycle of, drugs and side effects and tests and more drugs and more side effects and more tests. And then once you get into these in the system, they've got you like get out of the healthcare system. Like healthcare does not treat the root cause like holistic medicine does. They only address the symptoms. They treat symptoms. So you never get better. Um, like I said, they refer you to specialists, order tests, prescribe medications, which cause more problems. And then the cycle continues. So get healthy Take your health into your own hands because healthcare is broken and it's not going to get better anytime soon. And if you're in New York, I can refer you to the holistic doctor that I see. He's absolutely wonderful. His name is Dr. Jack Kunkel and he's in New Hartford and he will fix you. So stay out of the healthcare system as much as possible. All right. On to New York news. Oh, New York. Kathy Hochul. Kathy Hochul, our lovely governor, signed legislation Tuesday aimed at coming up with a plan 
uh, for reparations for slavery. So I'm going to play you a video of what she had to say about this. Um, just bring it up here. In a few minutes, I'll sign a bill authorizing the creation of a community commission to study the history of slavery in New York State. We'll study various forms of reparations and how we can help right the wrongs of the past. In a few minutes, I'll sign a bill authorizing the creation of a community. So, so our taxes are going to go up again here in New York, and we're already taxed to death. Um, but slavery was eradicated in uh, by like 1827, I think, and no one alive today is a slave or was a slave, and no one has experienced slavery that is alive today. Um, and New York fought to end slavery. Um, I don't know. <laughs> this is just more crap to pander to the woke agenda, but this is despicable. I don't want my taxpayer dollars to go to a specific group of Americans who, for slavery, who never experienced slavery. And this is just nonsense. Um, there's nothing new to report on the quarantine camp lawsuit. Uh, attorney Bobby Ann Cox, she's working on her appeal, so I'll keep you guys updated as that progresses. Um, there's another bill making its way through the New York State Assembly to require some Chick-fil-A restaurants to be open on Sundays. Um, this says that the closings are inappropriate and a disservice. Uh, this is so it's supposedly just for the Chick-fil-A's that are on the throughway. Uh, but do you actually think it'll stop there? I don't. Nothing ever just stops <laughs> with, uh, you know, it, it always gets worse. So why do, why does the New York government have to stick their noses in everyone's business? I mean, this Kathy Hochul lady, she just needs to r resign, disappear, decide that being a governor is not her thing anymore would be ideal. Um, but just like we, we all like partied and clapped our hands and screamed for joy when Cuomo was removed and then it got worse. So, I mean, I, we need a whole, we just need, <laughs> we need a reckoning here in New York. Good Lordy. We need to overhaul our entire government here in New York and the government of the United States, but specifically New York is really bad. Um, but they don't have they don't have the authority to tell a business what day of the week that they can and cannot be open. And they knew Chick-fil-A wasn't going to be open on Sundays when they signed the contract with them. So, you know, obviously Chick-fil-A is the Lord's chicken and they give their employees the day off on Sunday to worship. You know, back in 2019, they forced every business to shut their doors. And now in 2023, they're forcing businesses to open on days, um, that they recognize as a Christian holiday, you know, the sab maybe that's the Sabbath for them. I don't know, but this is ridiculous. Um, banks are closed on Sundays. So is every government office. Like I would prefer some of these things to be open on Sundays because I work all week and I don't have time to get to the bank and I don't have time to get to the DMV or the pistol permit office, but I have to make, you know, I have to change my schedule so I can go because these places are closed on the weekends. So anyways, off on another tangent, sorry. Um, but this is a freedom of religion issue as well. And I pray that the Kathy family tells them to shove it. So um, we're going to go into politics now. Uh, Thomas Massey and Chip Roy, this past week, Tom Massey and Chip Roy 
came out in support of Ron DeSantis. They both endorsed him. And of course, Trump does what Trump does. He goes on Truth Social and lies with in one of his stupid rants. Um, but first, a little history and facts about Massey and Roy is Tom Massey has a 96% liberty score and Chip Roy has a 100% liberty score. Trump wanted uh, Massey thrown out of the GOP because he's the only one who opposed the CARES Act. And Massey warned that the Uniparty was making the biggest mistake in history by signing the CARES Act into legislation. And he was proven right, of course. Um, Massey and Roy are the most principled Republicans we have in the party. And of course, Trump truths this nonsense. So I'm going to read this nonsense to you. I use that word a lot. I realize it, but there's so much nonsense going on. So this is what Donald J. Trump said on Truth Truth Social. He says, has any smart and energetic Republican in the great state of Texas decided to run in the primary against rhino Congressman Chip Roy? For the right person, he is very beatable. If interested, let me know. So first of all, Chip, Chip Roy and Tom Massey are the farthest from rhinos. Like they are constitutionally sound and like the only two that are constitutionally sound. So that is just a bunch of crap. Um, also, Trump's endorsements have been terrible. So this whole truth that he wrote, it, you know, it it's ridiculous, just like everything else that Trump does and says and blows up in his face. Um there is a video of Chip Roy that I'm going to play for you in his response to Donald Trump. If you have children that are listening to this, he does swear. I just want to give you a heads up. So this is what Chip Roy says. Some of our brothers and sisters, particularly in the uh, you know uh, MAGA camp, I think, uh, particularly enjoy the circular firing squad. You want to come at me and call me a rhino, you can kiss my ass. Look, I've spent a lifetime fighting for limited government conservatism. I have laid it all on the line. I've not seen my family for two days in the last 30 days. You go around talking your big game and you thump in your chest on Twitter. Yeah, come to my office and come out of a debate, mother. You know why? Because I'm standing up for this country every single day. And Steve, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to go to a nunnery. Because, God damn it, there are people who are buried over in Normandy who deserve us to stand up for what they fought for. So that's what I'm going to do. And all of you fuckers out there who are out there saying what you're saying out on social media— you stick it. I'm going to go down to the floor and do my job, and I'm going to stand up for the people who fought for this country. And I'm going to do it the way I think is right for the people that I represent. That's what I think. What happened to a country where we can't even have order? Mm-hmm. You want to know what Ron DeSantis should be talking about as being the governor who can restore order as president of the United States? Some of our brothers and sisters. particularly. So that was Chip Roy. Um, he's amazing, and I love spicy Chip Roy. And he's absolutely right. He's not a rhino. You know, Trump endorses the rhinos like Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy. Those those are the rhinos like Chip Roy and Tom Massey are not rhinos. So this is just lies, the normal lies that Trump tells everyone and MAGA waves their pom poms like I'm sick of it. So keeping with the Trump trend here, my gosh. Um, so there's this Brendan Dilly. I just learned who this person was, but apparently he's a meme maker, um, author, speaker, fitness trainer, um, 
I'm sorry, I would not take fitness training from a man who looked like this, but that's besides the point. He's also apparently a life coach. Um, good gracious. When you hear his video, you'll understand why um, I can't believe this guy's a life coach. But um, he's also a failed congressional candidate, and he's part of the MAGA cult. So he went on this rant about Casey DeSantis and her children. Um, I am going to play you one of his videos, and it is very vulgar. Um, so again, if you have kids around, earmuffs. Um, there is, there's two videos. One's like three minutes long, and it is really bad. Like, it is just disgraceful. I'm not going to play the longer one. I'll play you the shorter one. But I mean, it's still bad. As soon as she decided she wanted to be a significant part of the campaign, it was open season. Nobody had an interest in going after the wife until her stupid name was on the website. Once you ran fucking DeSantis for, for uh, president, DeSantis 2024 website, and the first name appearing on there was Casey, fair game, bitch. Sorry. I don't know what to tell these people. For everybody that's has in poor taste, you're right. It would be in poor taste if she hadn't fucking volunteered herself into the campaign. Her and those fucking baby-ass kids have been tearing up the fucking uh, Florida's mansion, right? Can't talk about them either, even though their bitch mother decided to strut them around like little stuffed animals, fucking showing them off, trying to get fucking votes. Soon as you march your sorry-ass wife... So that's that's the shorter video. It is... The longer video is so much worse. It's just grotesque. Um, this man is just rotten. And this is who Trump surrounds himself with. Um, and again, this guy's a, a life coach. Um, well, he sounds pretty bitter and angry and just a giant loser to me. Who goes after a wife and kids? Uh, it's just unbelievable. Um, so I don't know a lot about this Dilly dude, but you know, he has me blocked on Twitter and I don't know why. I've literally never interacted with this man. Um, but he has me blocked on Twitter, you know. You want to talk about a B-I-T-C-H, like that's him. Um, but he's also apparently associated with the QAnon people. Um, so that pretty much tells you all you need to know. But Trump and MAGA support him, which is very disturbing. And this is not a good look for MAGA and Trump at all. Um, he had this tweet. He says, the entire Dilly meme team is watching to see who has our back today and who ignores the attack on the team. Receipts will be kept. And then Donald Trump Jr. replied with, go get them. Like, so the Trumps do support this man and he is a piece of poop. Like, I don't even know who this guy is, but how, like, just how dare you? Like, Man, politics are rough, especially during the primary, but this is low. These, these MAGA people are stupid, really, really low. Um, so, you know, eventually the Democrats, the left, are going to use these kind of tweets, these kind of videos to attack Trump and MAGA to be used over and over and over again in the general if Trump wins the primary, you know. If any self-respecting woman, mother, grandmother sees this trash, they're not going to vote for him. I mean, the independents are already not going to vote for him. But do you really think that people are going to think that this stuff is okay, especially when it's on MSM, MSM 24-7? No, no. I mean, this is just stupid. Um, like, are they trying to self-sabotage? What? Why are they like this?
Like, why can't we debate policy? Why does it have to be the stupid nicknames and the curse words and just the, it's just gross. Um, They've called Casey DeSantis a C-U-N-T. They've said Ron DeSantis, they've called Ron DeSantis a pedophile. Um, These people are straight trash. Uh, Well, and speaking of trash, uh, let's move on to Tucker Carlson. Um, Never thought I would be calling Tucker Carlson trash, yet here we are. So Tucker was on some forum with Tim Poole, which I don't like, Charlie Kirk, don't care for, and some other guy I don't know. Um, But this is what he had to say about DeSantis voters. Um, Let me pull this up for you. Can I just ask a question since you all are so on the internet and like (laughs) I'm not that much? Um, You really get the sense that Ron DeSantis, who I liked as governor, uh, the people who represent him online are the nastiest, the stupidest, and the most zero-sum people I've ever seen in my life. And I don't think that reflects him, but it's like, this is kind of small ball. And by the way, these purported conservatives, Ron DeSantis changed his view. And I like him. Okay. I think he's been a good governor. I just want to be clear about that. I know him personally. I like him. But his donor, Ken Griffin, told him to change his view on Ukraine from it's a regional conflict we shouldn't get involved in to it's a super important thing. We should send more money. One donor got him to change his view. And all these so-called conservatives are supporting that like it's the most important thing ever. I, like, who are these people and what is their problem? Like, what is going on with them? It, it does reflect. So. There's more lies um, about the Ukraine thing. Uh, Donald Trump is the one that said he would continue to fund the war in Ukraine to take out Putin, uh, not Ron DeSantis. And this is kind of pot calling the kettle black, don't you think? I mean, I don't know any DeSantis supporters that are out there being despicable like this. the MAGA people are. Like, I mean, if someone can show me evidence or receipts, then please share them with me because I haven't seen it, but I have definitely seen it from the MAGA team. Like the Trump team is vicious and they're gross, just gross. Um, again, I told you that, you know, they've called DeSantis a pedophile and an SOB. Um, they even said he killed his sister. Um they claimed that Casey faked her cancer. They called her the C word. There's memes that they've made of Casey getting gangbanged. Um, and now they're going after the DeSantis children. I mean, that's just low. Yet, yet Tucker says DeSantis supporters are nasty. Show me, show me the evidence that DeSantis supporters are nasty like this. Um, this group of MAGA grifters, they lie and trash anyone that supports DeSantis, but then turn a blind eye to all of this coming from the Trump camp. Um, it's very shady. I told you something was weird. Um, told you something weird was going on. This has, this has to be about money. I don't know. I can't think of anything else that would make these people do a complete 180 on DeSantis when all of them, all of them were praising DeSantis in the beginning of COVID and how he opened up Florida and now they all, all of a sudden, think he's a rhino and owned by the establishment. Well, he was the only one bucking the establishment. Like, how do you do a complete 180? I don't understand it. It it just makes me feel like these people are just a bunch of sellouts. Um, they call out the leftist smear campaigns and then turn around and do the exact same thing. They've literally sold their souls and all of their credibility for the MAGA cult. But what happens when Trump goes away? What happens when Trump die. He's almost 80. Trump could die any day now. What happens when, when, if Trump dies? 
These people, like, what are these people going to do? They've sold their souls. Um, Tucker says DeSantis' campaign sucks. Like, really? His campaign doesn't suck. He's visited all 99 counties in Iowa, and he's done the full Grassley. While Trump isn't even campaigning, he's not even debating. He's going to UFC fights and having fancy dinners at Mar-a-Lago. And (laughs) these, these are not serious people. And you ask MAGA for examples on how DeSantis supporters are nasty, and they have nothing. Um, this whole thing is a psyop. Like, like I've said before, this is not a political campaign. This is a propaganda campaign. Um, did you guys know that back in 2020, Tucker had a secret meeting with Donald Trump at Mar-a-Lago, where Tucker encouraged Trump to lock down the country? Then Tucker totally pivoted and trashed, trashed Trump for the next couple of years, and now he's back to kissing his butt. Like, I believe Trump and Tucker are compromised in some way. Something is going on here. There's simply no way that the most significant and destructive act by the government in U.S. history on the American people against the Constitution can come and go without some deals being made as if it never happened. Like, I don't know. Someone give me some answers. I want some answers. Um, so... I keep saying something in MAGA world is weird. I've already given, um, you know, a bunch of examples. There's just so many lies and so much dishonesty coming from the Trump people. Um, It's bad now, but 2024 is going to be even worse. Uh, The people that are around Trump and MAGA are vile. They're deceitful. And the MAGA bots and the Dilly Meme team give the illusion of all this fake support behind Trump. Like that's literally their purpose is to make people believe that Trump is inevitable and he's not. Um, My favorite podcaster, New York podcaster, Shannon Joy, she's predicting something big happening next year. And I agree with her. Like I've talked about, there will be an economic, financial, climate, or terrorist attack. Um, It will shake the country up, make everyone fearful, and if Trump's the nominee, he will lock us down again. He has said over and over that he did nothing wrong with his COVID response. So why wouldn't he do it again? You know, and there will be that will be the ticket to usher in the central banking digital currency system and the social credit system. Trump mimicked China during COVID and said that Xi Jinping did a great job. Like, he's literally a communist dictator, and Trump is praising him. Um, If that doesn't send up a huge red flag, then you literally don't have a pulse. Um, He has 91 indictments and a mountain of debt, and someone owns him. Um, China, the left, I don't know. Um, But they're going to run Nikki Haley as Trump's uh, VP. They just came out on Twitter yesterday and f- kind of like put their feelers out and floated that. And all of MAGA's like, no, 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 it's never going to happen. Trump's never going to pick her. Yes, he is. He's going to pick her as his VP. Um, so then if and when he gets indicted and goes to jail, then she's going to step into the presidency. And she's literally a Democrat. Um, she's funded by BlackRock and other huge Democrat donors, which they all claim that Ron DeSantis is uh, no those people are all supporting Trump and Nikki Haley. Um, she's also owned by China in the military industrial complex. Trump's going to promote the central banking digital currency system and the social credit system, just like he pimped out the vaccines to everyone. And MAGA will fall for it. Um, hopefully I'm wrong, but I've been right since early 2020 
And um, I'm actually going to read you the very first post I made about COVID. This is back in March, March 21st of 2020. I got a lot of heat for this post, a lot of heat for this post. Um, but I said, I have questions. My brain has been exploding with all of this and I'm driving my husband crazy. I mean, that happens all the time. But anyways, this is probably going to piss some people off. It did. Um, But I think we need to be asking more questions about what's going on. Of course, I do not want anyone to die from this and I want everyone to be safe, but things are not adding up. I support our president. Boy, was I foolish. Um, I know there's things going on behind the scenes with the deep state and I'm following this very closely. I was wrong. (laughs) But... um, but we are opening Pandora's box with willingly willingly giving up our freedoms. And we did it very quickly. On to my questions. How far are we willing to go as a culture to put the brakes on all of our lives to minimize a maybe threat to a very specific part of the population? This virus has the potential to be a two to three times worse than the average flu. More people die from car accidents, dementia, cancer, and even degenerative spinal disease. And it's costing our country trillions of dollars and destroying people's businesses. Is it worth hurting a massive amount of people to save a few? Bill A99 in New York, concentration camp bill. State detention quarantine for up to 90 days have passed, drafted over a year ago. Do we have the right to control what happens to our own bodies? See, I was aware of this quarantine camp bill way back in 2020. Um, Why are the sale of guns being banned because of a virus? If you guys don't remember that, they tried to stop the sale of guns and ammo during COVID. They even tried to stop the sale of seeds, like seed vegetable seeds in Michigan because of COVID. Um, And no one was asking any questions. Um, so my next part of my post here says, apparently we haven't peaked yet, possibly another 40 days until we do. Another possibility is 18 months. When will society say enough is enough and give me my life back? Why are we letting prisoners out of jail and not arresting people for nonviolent crimes like robbery when we are stuck at home? And then my last question was, I believe the way this is being handled is handled is unsustainable. Are we nearing a point of no return with our freedoms and way of life? So that was my post. I got a lot of people not happy with me about that post because I wasn't being um, considerate to you know people getting the virus. Clearly, I was right because our country has never been the same. All right. That brings us to the latest big news that came out Tuesday night. Oh, excuse me. The Colorado Supreme Court has removed Trump from the 2024 ballot. I'm going to read you Steve Dace's analysis of what's going on because he is way smarter than me and his takes are just wonderful and he talks a lot better than me and I'm just wasting time here while I look to pull him up. Okay, here we go. So I'm going to read you what he says. It's kind of long, so bear with me. So he says, with a night to sleep on it and reflect, I thought I'd share some thoughts on the Colorado Supreme Court being the first to do the kinds of things I've been predicting for most of this year. Um, Let's try and look at this from several different angles. This is the legal angle. People whose opinions I respect, including some that aren't even in the Trump ride or die camp, believe the opinion is basically junk. However, never forget this. We are not a nation of laws and never have been, but a nation of political will, and we always will be. 
For example, imagine righty social media post Roe versus Wade. This is complete bunk. There is no right to murder your kid in, in the Constitution, let alone an explicit right to privacy. This will get overturned. Instead, Roe was the law of the land for half a century. Where in the Constitution was the wherewithal to overturn seven millennia of percent or precedent on the definition of marriage? So I could go, he says, I could go on and on. Almost nothing in the spirit of the age has imposed via the courts ever had any constitutional basis. And that was on purpose. So basically he's saying these things that are passed in the Supreme Court are not based on constitution. They're based on the will of the people. Um, we are dealing with unlaw, things that aren't merely unconstitutional, but anti-constitutional. The intent is to undo us, not just evolve or stretch fundamentals, but erase them. That being said, I'm guessing Jack Smith isn't happy this morning, and here's why. Whatever he and his regime acolytes have planned and rest assured there is a plan to be fully realized requires a slow burn. They can't let us see the end before it's too late to thwart it. It must seem as if all protocols were followed, so this is the logical conclusion. We charge Hunter Biden so we can charge Trump, then we put Trump on trial. After his quote-unquote fair trial, he was convicted of insurrection. Thus, the only logical conclusion, once protocols were followed, is to arrest and imprison the insurrectionist. He says he could be wrong, but he does not believe the Colorado Supreme Court did here was part of that plan, but more of what we typically see from the communists. They just can't contain themselves and act out. Um, all right, the political aspect. I believe the goal of the Trump campaign has been to end this primary as soon as possible for two reasons. Trump is in dire need of turning the right donors into collective legal, de- uh, the rights donors into a collective legal defense fund in order to be able to win the general election. That is, an e- that is an easier sell if he's the nominee, and thus the marriage is consummated and our fates are intertwined. But if too many primary voters grasp the true depths of legal jeopardy, Trump is in too early, they might be prompted to say, that sucks, but you can't win, bro, which that's the camp I'm in. Trump's, they're never going to let Trump win. Uh, right now, the sentiment is they're really persecuting Trump because they hate him. Um, the prevailing sentiment on the right is they're persecuting Trump because they hate us. So you've heard them say, you've heard Trump say, they're not, or they're coming after you. I'm just standing in the way. I mean, that's what Trump wants everyone to think. Um, but at what point does it become what what is happening to Trump is wrong, but we have to win. When people realize things like it could be an expensive and distracting fight to even have Trump on the ballot, how does he get to 270? No one can seem to tell us how he gets to 270. Um, so he has some remedies here. Um, he loves how the Colorado Republican party responded to this by saying it wasn't going to wait for the courts and just hope the right thing is done and said it has already announced and will check and balance this judicial tyranny by switching to a caucus if need be. Um, he's a big believer in solving our problems with aggression. Best to make the wrong decision too quickly, then there's time to course correct. Then wait too long to make the right decision, and the window at that point is just closed. Um, he hopes the Colorado Supreme Court or the, the Colorado GOP has responded. And, oh, sorry, I'm having a hard time reading his writing here. Um, he says, stop throwing Hail Marys to SCOTUS. SCOTUS, get aggressive with the means we have at our disposal now. Think outside the box. Look to be aggressive. Have a plan. 
Furthermore, he actually thinks we need all the candidates to currently stay in the race for as long as possible. We need contingencies. We either need to let the process play out naturally because it makes it easier to unify people when they have a say, and or we cannot trust or we cannot entrust Ronna McDaniel and the RNC establishment. What would happen if Trump were taken out? Um, is he willing to accept a plea deal to stay out of prison if it's even offered? In those scenarios, which are likely, but also which aren't likely, but also not remote, we'd want to make sure the candidates, people we're actually voting for and vetting, are the contingency and not what the GOP swamp belches from its bowels. Um, he says because it's likely that Nikki Haley will be Trump's VP if Trump is to be coronated. Let him take the throne, like the alpha he may think he is until then we need options um for more coup attempts like colorado's and they just came out and said that 14 it was either 14 or 19 more states are trying to take trump off the ballot um next year's going to be a mess it's going to be an absolute mess um sorry i was all over the place trying to read steve's tweets there it was a long thread <laughs> um i hope you got the general premise of that but um Vivek Ramaswamy has pledged to withdraw from the ballot until Trump is allowed back on. And he demands that DeSantis, Chris Christie, and Nikki Haley do the same. No, that's just complete nonsense. We can't be pulling everyone off the ballot. Um, we need to get behind a man who has done nothing. Like, we can't get behind a man who has done nothing but belittle and lie about DeSantis and his family. I just can't. I will not vote for Trump. I will, I will not vote for Trump. I'm going to tell everyone right now, if he's the GOP primary or the, if he's the GOP candidate, I'm not voting for him. I'm going to write in DeSantis. Um, if it's between Biden slash Newsom, Trump and RFK, I'm probably going RFK. I will not vote for Trump. I cannot. After what he did to us during COVID and all the nastiness I've seen, and the abandonment of the January Sixers, the trillions of dollars. He spent more money than Obama and Bush did. Um, like, it, it took me a while to open my eyes to see what Trump did. I mean, yes, the economy was great. It's his fault that the economy is as bad as it is now. Yes, it's Biden's fault, too. But it's Trump's fault as well. He spent $8 trillion. He shut down small businesses. He crippled our economy. We can't, we can't have that in there again. We just can't. Um, and going after the Second Amendment, like there's so many things that Trump did that I didn't see, and I had to take the scales off my eyes. Um, all right. And MAGA is saying that DeSantis didn't condemn this. Uh, he did. He did condemn it. He came out and said the left invokes quote unquote, democracy to justify its use of power, even if it means abusing judicial power to remove a candidate from the ballot based on spurious legal grounds, SCOTUS should reverse. That was his statement. They were all, MAGA was all pissed. They're like, say Trump's name, say his name. Like, stop. We're not doing the George Floyd stuff here. Like, knock it off. Um, they're all saying that DeSantis needs to do more like what is he supposed to do? He's the governor of Florida. What is he supposed to do in Colorado? Um, so it's just stupid. But also the MAGA Inc. Super PAC uh, 
filed an ethics complaint seeking to have DeSantis kicked out of office and banned from Florida's ballot. This happened back in March. I didn't even know this happened. Um, It was obviously rejected. But so who's the backstabber? Trump tried to get DeSantis kicked off the ballot, and now he's crying because Colorado is trying to get him kicked off the ballot. Like, could they not see what they're doing here? They like they complain about stuff and turn around and do the same thing. It's ridiculous. Um, and this was even before DeSantis announced. And crazy Laura Loomer is still out there trying to get him removed from the ballot. Um, just get out of here. They're all hypocrites. All of them. They're all hypocrites. Um, so then Thursday night, the news came out that there is a recording of Trump and RNC chairwoman Ronna McDaniel of both pressuring Wayne County, Michigan canvassers not to certify the 2020 election results. This is not good. They have them on tape and they're just going to keep pulling stuff out like this all next year, guys. Like it's going to be nonstop. Um, This is not good for Trump or Rona. Um, Trump's probably just going to throw her under the bus like he always does. Um, but now it makes sense why he supported her for the RNC um, chair, chairman, chairwoman spot and wanted to get her reelected, probably to keep her hush hush about this. But they're just going to keep coming out with all of this stuff next year and it's going to get worse. Um, on top of all of this, there's $267 million missing or unaccounted for that Trump raised, I guess $280 million was raised under the premise of stopping the steal. You guys remember that whole campaign, Stop the Steal. Um, and only $13 million of that was actually used on legal fees. The rest is missing, apparently. Um, Trump is saying that it was raised by the official election defense fund. But the official election defense fund doesn't even appear to have actually existed. He's going to get in trouble for this too. Um, it looks like Trump stole money under the premise of election integrity and used it for what? I know there was um, stuff coming out that Rona was buying a bunch of personal stuff and like all this money that Melania was spending on hair and clothes and spa, like whatever. I get it. I'm sure she does, but they're supposedly millionaires. Were they really using campaign funds for all that? If they find out they were, he's in deep water. Um, This just doesn't look good. Um, There's definitely some shady stuff going on. And they'll use anything and everything to keep Trump from being president. Uh, The biggest lie in conservative media and con Inc. is that everything that Trump is facing legally is a witch hunt. And none of his charges have merit. They do. And he's going to burn for these. Um, They're gunning for him. And Trump is giving them the ammo. And I never thought I'd see the day where the right is actively going against the most constitutionally sound conservative leaders we have, but propping up people like Nikki Haley. Um, John Fetterman, the vegetable from Pennsylvania right now, is more conservative than Nikki Haley and most of the people that Trump has endorsed. Um, And we're just supposed to go along with it? Like... No, no, no. I'm just not going to fall in line because Trump says so, like all of his minions. Like people need to wake up and see Trump for what he is. Um, everything this movement claims to hate, they now embrace and promote. And I just can't be a part of that. I won't be a part of it. Um, 
so that does it for the news today, guys. Um, I'm going to give a few shout outs to a few companies that I would love for you guys to promote. The first one is Shellshock CBD. Um, I get my CBD, my THC gummies, bath salts, energy drinks. I just bought my husband a Christmas present from there. They have all sorts of stuff. They have supplements and everything too. It is a small business, a veteran-owned business from Texas. Um, let me tell you, I've been using the Rackout melatonin and CBD gummies and my sleep is amazing. Like amazing. I fall right to sleep and I am out cold till my alarm goes up. So if you need help sleeping, I highly recommend the rack out gummies. You can use code JNorman for a discount. Um, also want to talk to you about LZ Tactical Firearm Concepts. If you're looking to do the 18, I think it's 18 hour uh, New York State pistol permit licensing before you can actually buy a pistol here in New York, Lance offers that. He also offers beginner to advanced courses on firearms training, how to clear rooms, defend yourself, defend your family. Um, he's a great guy, total badass. Um, highly recommend taking some of his courses. And you can reach out to me. I'll get you in touch with him. And then Kevin Crater is a good friend of mine. He has a great podcast, The Kevin Crater Show. Go check him out. Um, I put a post up yesterday looking for really good book uh, books, like fiction, uh, good stories, because all my podcasters are going on vacation. And it makes me very sad that I won't have anything to listen to because I'm a podcast junkie. But um, check out Kevin Crater's show. Also, Shannon Joy out of New York, The Shannon Joy Show. Um, who else? John Burke, the All American Savage Show. They just did a whole series on relationships and traditional relationships. It was actually really good. I made my husband listen to it. <laughs> um, um, who else? Steve Dace, Daniel Horowitz. Um, just great, great podcast. Wealth of information. If you're looking for something to listen to, I've listened to all of them. I'm caught up on all the episodes. But um, so I just want to give those guys a shout out. And I want to say Merry Christmas to all of you. I'm going to end this with a video from Steve Dace about basically saying why we need to vote DeSantis. So I'm going to end my podcast with his video clip. It is about six minutes. So I'm going to have you guys listen to that. But just want to tell you all, I hope you have a very blessed Christmas. I hope you spend lots of time with your family and just soak it all in, you know, disconnect from all the madness, regroup because next year is going to be wild. Um, so let me bring this up for you guys here. This is like, this encapsulates why I believe we need to be voting for DeSantis and Steve, Steve is great. Um, much better speaker than me. And, um, once I find it, I'll pull it up. Okay. So it's here and I want you guys to listen and then I'll sign off. So Merry Christmas Thank you all for listening. Share, like, subscribe, whatever you guys do. And I appreciate it very, very much. But right now on a very practical, just wanted to say a couple of quick things about why we're here tonight and what is at stake. The future of the country is at stake. And we all recognize that. But right now on a very practical level, Things that every previous generation of Americans, except during the Great Depression, took for granted, we are on the brink of not being able to take for granted anymore. Can I sell my home and find a buyer and move into the neighborhood I want to, even if I can afford it? Can I afford a used car? Um, will my kid get fentanyl and overdose and die because they didn't protect the border? We are on the brink right now as a people 
of the kinds of things that, if you read history books, civilizations don't come back from. And if you guys have followed me back to when I was on WHO and now, I've never been the, this is the most important election of my lifetime. Guys, I hate that, okay? But I, I really believe this year is a win or go home kind of election in 2024. We have to win. I'm here tonight because later on you're going to hear from, I believe, the most successful Republican politician so far this century, Governor Ron DeSantis. I'm 50 now, so I'm old enough to remember when Florida turned hanging Chad into an adjective. And that, that state is now arguably the reddest state in the United States of America. And he did that in one term. He didn't have to compromise any principles or anything at all. And the voters, even in Democrat places like Palm Beach County, where the whole Florida recount began, they rewarded him with the biggest route in the history of Florida electoral politics. The Democrat, I'm sorry, the Democrat Party, pardon me. They, uh, it's, it's Christmas, my lips are chapped, it's cold out. The, the Democrat Party is reduced to ash in Florida. It is nothing but a letterhead. He destroyed it. And I think he can do that on a national level. So do the Democrats. Which is why what you have watched take place this year is a PSYOP, I believe, so that this man is never the nominee and someone they think they can beat will become the nominee instead. Everything they're doing to Donald Trump legally is complete and total BS, which is exactly why they are doing it. And I don't know if you guys saw this before we started tonight. One of the reasons why we're running late, we were all back here just talking about it. But if you listen to my show, I predicted this nine months ago. The Colorado State Supreme Court, just a few minutes ago, disqualified Donald Trump from the ballot. And they're going to do more of this, especially once they convict him of whatever phony crimes in Washington, D.C. they'll make up next year. There are Democrat secretaries of state in Arizona, North Carolina, Nevada, and Wisconsin. Whoever the Republican nominee is, I want you guys to please listen to me very carefully. Because what I'm about to tell you, you need to go back to your family members or who will say stuff to you like, Trump's got a plan. They'll never do this to him. The same people who tell you that deep state will do whatever they can to stop Donald Trump cannot then turn around and say to you, oh, but by the way, they wouldn't dare put him in jail or imprison him or convict him. Both those things can't be simultaneously true. It is time to have an adult conversation. Look at your children and your grandkids and understand the future that's at stake right now. This is their plan. And in those four states I just mentioned, Arizona, North Carolina, Wisconsin. And what was the other one? Did you guys listen? Colorado? No, Nevada. They're going to. And they're doing it right now. And so here's the thing. A Republican nominee has to win at least three of those four states to get to 270. All four of those states have Democrat secretaries of state. Next year, you are going to have a choice. You can spend tens of millions of dollars destroying the dementia patient in the White House and the Democrats, or you could spend tens of millions of dollars with, by the way, a guy who's proven he already knows how to beat Democrats in elections. A lot of Republicans haven't proven that in recent elections. Maybe you haven't paid attention to that. Or 
we could spend tens of millions of dollars next year trying to make sure our nominee is even on the ballot. To me, that is a very simple choice. What they're doing to Donald Trump is wrong. What they will do to our children and grandchildren for the next four years, if we lose this election, is far more wrong. And we will regret it far more. All of the sentiment now, well, even if we go down with a sinking ship, we have to do it. It sounds great right now until you're paying 28% inflation as opposed to the 14% you're paying right now. It won't sound very great in 2025, 2026, and 2027. This is the moment. Here in Iowa, we have an opportunity to send a message to the rest of the country. And the people assembled in this room, you need to take that message and go back to your family members and say, we cannot lose. It's lose or go home. Lose or leave town match. We must win this election. And that is why. And that is why one of the most honest, if one of the only honest people left in Congress is here tonight. One of my best friends came all the way from Texas because apparently he just enjoys cold weather. Or he's here because he understands everything I just said to you is true. And we have to win. He works in the belly of the beast. He sees what goes on up there all day long. And he knows if we don't win this election, we're toast. And that's why he's here tonight. Please give a warm welcome to an absolute hero. Just wanted to say a couple of quick... So that was the video. I hope you all find it as motivating as I do. And he's right. You know, we have a big choice to make. And, you know, I clearly believe the choice is Ron DeSantis. And um, yeah, so vote heavy D. Let's make America Florida. And have a wonderful Christmas, guys. I will see you next week on the next generation.